0: I get to take out all the hiccups that I'm about to have in this episode, (laughs) and I cannot lean back. Are you recording? Yes. Okay. One. Whoa, hiccup. (laughs) One, two, three, four, five, Five. six, seven, eight, nine. nine, nine. Hi, this is Jordan. And I'm Brian,
1: and you're listening to The Quality Varies.
0: Brian, it has been a very short amount of time, as always, because yeah. we upload frequently and we Every record time. frequently. Oh
1: yeah. I edit very, very quickly. Very, very, yep. Hyper efficient. I think uh, I think that fits us.
0: I think I mentioned in one of the earlier episodes that and uh, I'll just restate again, podcasts that I listen to upload infrequently. I did not have sympathy for. <laughs> I thought like, man, would you please upload a little bit more frequently. I would like to consume more content, and I feel so bad now. <laughs> it's a, a month little... goes by a lot fast. Yeah. yeah, a month goes by a lot faster when there's an hour of audio sitting in the back burner waiting for me to <laughs> to edit. Yeah, so
1: yeah, it's uh, it's pretty different on this end for sure.
0: We mentioned in the last episode a little bit lighter again. Uh, enough time has passed that you know things have been things have been happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff's been going on. And we both had some changes with our motorcycle uh, situation. Uh, do you want to go first, Brian? What's been going on in the, in the household?
1: This actually is not very new. I just haven't been talking about it. So about like a month and a half, maybe two months ago, I bought another motorcycle. Uh, so I have joined the Two Motorcycles Club uh <laughs> okay all right I,
0: <laughs> now hang on
1: <laughs> that's a thing right there's, there's a club there's a club for that right
0: i think there's a i think there's a club for when you have like eight motorcycles mm, i'll get there one day
1: this is actually yes. just one step closer to for me having my uh my shed full of just collectors motorcycles co- motorcycles that i've collected
0: you and i share uh, aspirations in that oh yeah so tell us what's i mean what's the new bike
1: I got the little baby version of my dream bike. Uh, My dream bike is a Ducati Monster 1200. I got the 696, so it's a lot smaller, but boy howdy, is it fun to ride. I love this thing. It's very different from the Buell. The Buell is a lot bigger and a lot more powerful, uh, but the Ducati handles way, way better in the corners.
0: For somebody that doesn't know anything about bikes, is this is this a big, beefy, lots of bags cruiser with speakers? Or is this a sport bike going 200 mile, mile an hour picture in their head?
1: Um, it's neither of those things. It's, oh. yeah. uh, it's like if motorcycles came with training wheels, this one would come with training wheels. Ah. <laughs> um, it's a lot of motorcycle for a sport bike. It's technically classified as a hyper naked, which is just a different style of sport bike. But you know, yeah, you know, seven hundred cc's is a lot different than twelve hundred or fourteen hundred uh, that I was used to. Uh, but yeah, it's real. I mean, it's it's naked, right? There's nothing on it. The frame is sticking out like the fenders. Um, you can see a lot of the parts and the wires are just like going everywhere there's a lot going on and it's red (laughs) i have a tight (laughs)
0: uh Uh, okay i see yeah
1: all my motorcycles i've ever owned have been red but yeah uh i'm loving it i just had to put a new back tire on it but uh that was uh, an expensive surprise but man it feels a lot better to
0: ride with a really good traction on the back tire i can imagine i probably have not experienced that yet I have not yet bought new tires for either of the bikes that I've had. Mm.
1: Yeah, the first 50 miles on brand spanking new tires are just life-changing. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's really something else. You got to
0: try it. Well, I'm sure the situation will come soon enough for me. Yeah. I've been riding more and more as the summer's been mm, going on. Crazy. You say to bike club. Nah. <laughs> now, that is true in some aspects. But I know that there's some sad feelings around the Buell. What's going
1: yes, on with that? Yeah. It is parked on the street right now with the first sale sign on it. And uh, it it is truly heartbreaking. And uh, as fate is a cruel mistress, when I was getting the tire changed on the Ducati, I had to take it into the shop. And so I had to ride the Buell to work one day. And... Uh, I've talked about writing the Buell on this show before, how I get on that thing and all of the stars align and my purpose in life becomes clear and indescribable and my soul joins with this machine and everything in the world makes sense and I fell in love with it again, but I know I have to sell it. (laughs) to pay for the ducati uh, or to pay myself back for the ducati that was the deal with maddie uh we bought the new bike conditionally on selling the buell to pay back our savings so sadly it's just sitting on the street right now waiting for somebody to come love her
0: you're pretty excited you know you seem quite happy with the two bike household what's the uh, what's the general attitude of the household though with there being still being two bikes in the household Um, and the Buell not being sold yet?
1: uh, There's some frustration around the Buell not being sold yet. Um, Not necessarily from me. Uh, There's some guilt. (laughs) There's some guilt. Uh, I feel a little guilty, uh, you know, having raided our savings account. Kind of a splurge. Not really a splurge, but, uh, you know, I feel a little guilty about it. Uh, And I... I do feel guilty that I don't feel frustrated that the Buell isn't selling because, you know, I just love it so much and I don't want to sell it.
0: it. sounds like your energy is towards not selling the bike and <laughs> it is reflecting.
1: <laughs> yes, I've uh, I've been thinking about that as well. And uh, I've talked with Maddie about that once or twice that, uh, you know, it, it might not be selling because uh, I really don't want to. <laughs> Oof. Mm, yep.
0: I'm sure that was a. I'm sure that's an easy conversation to have. Let's it's, just keep two bikes.
1: Yeah. Nope. Nope. It's not. It's not good. It's not
0: very fun. Well, I don't imagine you will be allowed to do what I did, which was I attempted to list one of my bikes, and uh, I was over asking for it. Uh, I was asking a bit too much. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But. You know, I wasn't selling. I was asking a bit too much. I wasn't feeling bad about asking a bit too much, mm-hmm. and it was all around the fact that, like, every time I looked at that bike, I was like, oh, "Man, that is a nice looking bike." <laughs> and I, I had two bikes. I had they were the same bike, a Kawasaki Vulcan Seven Fifty. Uh, one was a nineteen ninety nine. The other one was a two thousand six. I sold the ninety nine uh, quickly, and I listening to it. I may have even talked about it in the last episode I can't I can't quite remember but uh, blew along trying to sell that thing because we we tried to push start it because um, uh, yep. we're yeah we're, we're we're small brains like that mm-hmm. and got that thing and he hasn't he hasn't contacted me yet so things are on the bright side on that end and then I tried putting up the 2006 and it wasn't selling and I had uh, I had you know people like baiting me for days and then backing out on it Um, I had a I had a return missionary that was about to finish his mission and wanted to buy the bike and take it back to Utah. Mm -hmm. And that just sounded cool enough that I held out for about a week or so. And then uh, and then he backed out, Um, had another guy that wanted to take it from Washington State to Indiana. Pretty excited about that. Not for him. He was not going to have a good time, (laughs) Um, but uh, it just sounded cool. He backed out, and eventually I was just like, ah, I'll just keep the bike. Mm -hmm. Immediately felt better, took the bike off the market, and I'm going to do some modifications to it. I'm going to get a harder seat. I'm going to get some highway pegs. I'm going to either buff my current windshield or get a new windshield, or just leave it off, because man, is it fun riding without a windshield, and I I enjoy
1: it. I told you.
0: It's, uh, it's not like the, the combination of it being a 750 and already like, it doesn't, I'm not an expert on this bike, but I feel like it's, I feel like every bike has a, has its most comfortable cruising speed. And mine is at four, like 40 to 45 miles an hour. It's like, great. That's not necessarily highway speed. So with the combination of the size of the bike and not having a windshield, that doesn't make it the best experience in the world. Yeah but it, it outweighs the bad. And so I might, instead of getting a windshield, I might get a lumbar support. So I don't feel like I'm getting thrown off the bike. And then in that case, I think it'll be fine. I think I'll be pretty happy with it. But yeah, as soon as I took it off the market, it felt great. I've been riding it almost every day since then finding completely new sites and areas around where I live. And it's been, it's been a fantastic experience. I live near the the Hanford um, nuclear uh, site. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I've lived in this area my whole life, and I had only I had only been to, like, the not even really out to the area, quote-unquote. Um, I had just been to the edge of town, and somebody explained to me extremely recently that I could actually go about 10, 15 miles further further up until I start to hit the, uh, <laughs> the military <laughs> blockades. Yeah. And so uh, I did that and it felt weird. Like I've been I've been less than 15 minutes away from where I was driving for all of my life and always knew about it here. But it had never had never actually gone up there. (laughs) It's still pretty far away from the from the actual site for Mm -hmm. obvious reasons. Right. I was awkward, as always, when I am put in positions that most people wouldn't be awkward in. (laughs) And I instead of just turning around before hitting hitting the blockade, I was like, well, I don't want to look like weird and suspicious. So I drove up to the blockade <laughs> and then I tried just explaining to the guy like, Hey, I don't have a badge. I just didn't want to look weird, but can I turn around? And he just gave me this look like you idiot.
1: <laughs> Why are you wasting my time? So,
0: and I was wasting his time. There was a line of cars behind me. <laughs> so I turned around head back. That was a lovely experience. If I, if those modifications work for me, I don't know when I would get a bigger bike because this would suit everything I would want to go on longer trips. i mm-hmm. um, going for several hours at a time. And the bike just looks nice. I had it. I just came back from um, kind of a birthday event for a friend of mine. Had my bike parked out on the street and some people were walking with their family and their dog. And the daughter was just little, like four-year-old girl was just all over. Not literally, but just loving it. Mm-hmm. And the mom like ushers her away, but then comes along the dad behind the whole group mm-hmm. And he does like three double takes and he comes back and he's looking at it and he's looking at the the brand on the side. And then about 15 minutes later, they walk back and he stops again. And, oh, that just <laughs> doesn't matter what vehicle or whatever you have. That just feels good. And we're just watching from the window. Right. Yeah. When I was taking this bike out, I got to a new uh, top speed, which I didn't think would be something that I would care about. Mm-hmm. And I think it is still, I I still make the claim that it was utilitarian. I just wanted to see how, like, what the RPMs were and, like, everything at at one of its top speeds.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Sure, sure, sure.
0: I don't like the lack of support that I'm
1: getting on this. I 100% support you, Jordan.
0: Anyways, I found myself on a very empty road about 20 miles south of town, going downhill nonetheless, which was going to help my 750, and I got it up to uh, 110 Nice. And I would not do that without a windshield. <laughs> <laughs> very nice.
1: Much. Tell me about it. I
0: don't know. It was tense. There wasn't really an exhilaration for me. Really? No. I wanted to see... The thing about the RPM was true. I, I got up to 110 and, and my bike was not in the red, which I was very happy about. Um, that was extremely pleasing to me. Hmm. But it was like a thing of like all of a sudden like me, me realizing that I would really love to have some pads like on my pants as well (laughs) and realizing that I may not be too happy with just having like the jacket and the, and the helmet on and the gloves. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was, it was, it started and ended pretty quickly. Um, I don't really, I can't really think of any emotional attachment that I had to it other than, you know, I probably have more emotional attachment to the amount of times I've told people. (laughs) Wow. What's the, I mean, what, I mean, what's the difference? I mean, you, you sound surprised. I mean, what's what's the experience that you've had at at, at going at these speeds?
1: Yeah, I mean, riding fast is uh, part of the freedom that I feel. You know, a big open road like that, man, I just start salivating. Like, I just want to go. I want to go find that road now and just see how fast I can get. Because going that fast is is a rush, and you know, getting up into triple digits is is uh, it's freeing. It's It feels so powerful that just me and this little machine are, like, moving this fast. And uh, especially the feeling of, I can go faster. Like you said, it's not in the red yet. That means there's more power. There's more speed to get. And that is, like, something to chase for me. And so it might not be the healthiest mindset Hmm. to have about speed on a motorcycle. But man, is it fun. Yeah,
0: I, um, there was no, I can honestly say that there was no exhilaration for me. That baffles me, honestly. And I'm very interested to hear your experience as well. I, I mean, I saw the thing and I just acknowledged that if there was ever a place to do it, this would probably be the best place uh-huh. within, you know, the whole area around me that I could do it. Mm-hmm. And wasn't really anything, uh, to it. Now I'm just, now I'm just remembering Lynn. And Desert Sol is calling me a blob. <laughs> That's
1: pretty much what I just thought about you.
0: Yeah, just and not not emotionally reacting to really anything.
1: Yeah, what kind of robot doesn't get excited about going a hundred miles an hour? Yeah,
0: but uh, maybe something for me to process.
1: Maybe, maybe we can meet ourselves in the middle.
0: Yeah, yeah, we uh, <laughs> we can we can take each other out of the extremes. Maybe, that we're living in. But I'm very happy with it. I have challenged myself, but acknowledge that not a lot of my commitment is there on doing a lot of these modifications in time to enjoy those modifications mm. this season. Yeah, and that's all I'm going to say about it because I am not. <laughs> uh, I don't want to commit anymore because <laughs> the 750 does not have any. Uh, it's not a. It's not a long bike by any means, mm-hmm. and I'm not looking forward to figuring out how I'm going to put highway bars on that thing. <laughs> One thing I have realized is that there is a large community for every model of every bike mm-hmm. in the world. There, are, I have found entire forum pages just about the Kawasaki Vulcan Seven Hundred and Fifty, and that fascinates me. <laughs> po- forums that get posted on daily. Yeah, and and that applies to probably most models of most bikes.
1: Yeah, not Buells. Not Buells. No, no. Back when I was. Uh... Looking on those forums, the most recent post was, uh, you know, several years old. Ooh,
0: so that's rough.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what you get when a uh, when you're riding a motorcycle that's out of production and the company is yeah. doesn't exist anymore. So
0: it's a rough time. Yeah. I've run into multiple people that have said that they love the thought of a Buell, and then I say, hey, this guy in Utah is selling one, mm. and they don't seem to care as much. <laughs>
1: Dang it! Well, I appreciate that. I've yeah. never seen another Buell in the wild before until this last week. I saw oh a gray one. It actually looked super clean. Uh, it was like gray and yellow. Uh, it was just at a gas station. I was just driving by, and uh, it was a Buell Firebolt, I believe, and it looked very nice. I felt a little bit of kinship with that with that guy.
0: Did you? I mean, did you stop? Did you have a moment?
1: No, I didn't. I was in a minivan with three little boys under the age of five, or under the age of six, and we were late for snack time, so I did not stop.
0: It was like ships passing in the night. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is sad to hear. Yeah,
1: yeah. I would, I, I would have talked with him, too. I love talking to people about bikes. I do stop people. Uh, when I see them at the gas station, we talk. But, uh, unfortunately not this time. I was, uh, I was driving home and we just passed this gas station and I saw it there. Just got a brief little glimpse at it.
0: Can I ask you a random question? Why not? I would like nothing more than to get off my bike by swinging my leg, like, backwards. Mm-hmm. That just feels, it feels good. It feels right. Yeah. But the problem is, is I have a banana seat. Um... That goes pretty high like that goes for my seat and then up to the passenger seat and then up to a full backrest for that passenger without any stopping. So it's pretty like it's pretty high. Okay. And I feel weird every time I get off the bike by just like pulling my leg in. Mm-hmm. Is that like am I just am I just being paranoid?
1: I think what's going on is a lot of uh, a lot of neurosis, to be honest. Uh <laughs> Uh, I don't know that anybody has ever thought that much about dismounting a motorcycle. I could be wrong, but that was an incredibly insane amount of thought about how to dismount a motorcycle. Mm. In my opinion.
0: I don't like that answer necessarily. This problem is going to be mute anyways. As part of the process of getting this harder seat is this. This bike is going to turn into more of a bobber. Mm. Okay, yeah. And that that entire thing is going to go away. Yeah. But though I'm thinking about keeping the whatever the bar is in the very back that just sticks up. Mm-hmm. You tell me, veteran. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking about keeping keeping that just for the purpose of being able to attach bags to it and everything.
1: Yeah. That's like the the backrest bar on the back seat. Yeah. That's called a sissy bar.
0: Somebody had a different name for it. It's just the metal. It's just the metal thing behind that. Hmm. I'm not sure. Maybe I'll have a name for it
1: later. So it's not a backrest. No. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. No, what in you're fact, about.
0: realistically, realistically, the thing that I would probably want and need, I would have to get rid of the backrest and buy something additional, like something else. But yeah, not uh, not too sure. Maybe maybe next episode I come back and I say you're right on the sissy bar, or maybe I find out that I'm wrong and I take this part out of the episode. All right, let's shift gears a little bit. We talked about motorcycles, a niche thing in some aspects. Let's talk about D and D. Those are our two big topics. You know that. I can't think of many other interests that I have that are that I like more than those two things. Maybe computers. Maybe one of these days, Brian. Oh, would you ever? Would you ever let me build you a computer?
1: Absolutely, I would. You can pay for it too. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, I'm just here to help you.
0: I'll use the company funds.
1: <laughs> Just write it off.
0: Yeah. Well, I like the sound of that in the future. Until that happens though, our two biggest things so far have been Dungeons and Dragons and Motorcycles. So I got to I actually am quite grateful for the lack of D&D as weird as that sounds over the past couple weeks. Uh, scheduling differences and, and incompatibilities made it so I had about probably a month, month and a half that uh, our group that you play in I was not able to meet and my other uh, long standing group that meets weekly uh, was also not able to get together Mm -hmm. and I took this for what it was which was a vacation (laughs) and just closed all the D&D stuff on my computer and just acted like it didn't exist for three or four weeks Um, and that was really good it's a huge passion of mine but I've, in the past, I've never done a good job at keeping something as a hobby. I always I've taken I take stuff too seriously and it weighs on my mind and uh, so I'm always glad to maybe it's me living in extremes but I'm always glad to step completely away from it for a while.
1: Well, I'm glad somebody enjoyed the uh, lack of
0: playtime because <laughs> that's I okay when uh, when you're been. dming i'm gonna I'm gonna expect all the content as a player all the time when you're dming so good. good i'm gonna i'm gonna text you Ooh man i'm gonna start drafting some texts to send you (laughs) in the middle of your campaign just to throw you through a loop good my body is ready some of the 1am texts i get are (laughs) quite ridiculous what's one
1: can you think of one off off the top of your head
0: one that is one that is universal is when i don't i don't at all track any unearthed arcana content you are missing out my friend to me that is a massive waste of my time because it's like i'm gonna see it whatever the whatever the good stuff is i'm gonna see it eventually
1: yeah but not like the really good stuff that they cut out you just miss out on
0: yeah <laughs> <sighs> the the private messages on discord or the text messages i get related to some new or unearthed arcana that somebody saw mm-hmm. is substantial I don't I don't actually see what you guys want, usually until like paragraph three. <laughs> the First two paragraphs are usually a defense on why I shouldn't shoot down what they're about to ask me that. So there's your example. Does that resonate with you as a player?
1: I may have been the culprit of a couple of those texts. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I was grateful for the mini break. We're off the break now. We've been playing again. I am again impressed. And it's equally my own fault. Um, as anybody else's, but I swore to myself about a month ago that we were one session away <laughs> from finishing the arc in the 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 first arc in my campaign that you guys are playing in. Yeah, and that was that was four or five sessions ago. Uh-huh. It was
1: at least five, yeah.
0: And I still hold to that. I still believe that there is <laughs> nothing else that you guys could do <laughs> besides finish. You know, get to a conclusion of this arc. Yeah, so we'll so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but it's been fun. Yeah, it hasn't it hasn't been drawn out or anything. It's been enjoyable. Oh yeah, intense um, and, and it'll at be times too. Yeah, it'll be exciting to f- like step away from because uh, we're still we're still in the module. We're still in last Minds of ever mm-hmm. and so I've layered a lot of stuff. But it'll be cool to step away and and. Really get into the. I say that you guys spent. You guys spent like five months in real time in (laughs) Leylon, which had nothing to do with Lost Minds of Fandover. Leylon is just a a coastal city that uh, I think the name comes from, and like the general location comes from the Forgotten, like the Sword Coast that Wizards of the Coast created when Steven, one of our players, his character died. Mm -hmm. And. I wanted to, I wanted to kind of make a help him with a tie-in. Um, little did I know that that was gonna that was gonna bring us through 2019. <laughs> so we we have gotten a little taste of it, but we'll be stepping away from the module and really just diving into uh, the second arc of the campaign and and kind of seeing what lies ahead of you guys. So I'm personally excited.
1: Yeah, yeah, I am too for sure. Uh, I feel like there's still some story threads that we haven't unraveled
0: all the way. Certainly not. I think every D&D game, I mean, I, you know, I put lots of threads out there so that you guys can pick up a couple mm-hmm. that interest you. And that kind of gives me an idea on what, in you know, like I said, interests you guys. And right. And I can develop that. Right. So before that happens, you're going to be taken over for a couple of weeks, uh, if not longer, maybe a couple years. Who knows? <laughs> in a little thing of your own. Yes.
1: Yeah, uh, it'll definitely take more than a couple of weeks, but I really hope you guys don't drag it out for a year. Um, oh, that would make me so happy. I bet it would.
0: We're just going to leave. So we've played a couple sessions of it. Uh-huh. We're in a castle right now. Yeah. If we just left the castle right now and just started just walking to just walk into another town, you think that would have, we'd be successful in drawing it out a <laughs> you little know, bit more?
1: have you ever played... An Assassin's Creed game? You've played Assassin's Creed, right?
0: I don't know if a a fan is probably too strong of a word these days, but I'm well acquainted. Right. Okay. So, you know the
1: loading screens of the Assassin's Creed games, where it's just your character in a big, (laughs) empty space? That's what exists outside of the castle.
0: (laughs) I certainly don't know what you're talking about. There is content out in the world. I'm sure of it.
1: There literally isn't.
0: (laughs) I'm sure I'm sure. if we just go back to that village, every character has a voice and a dialogue for us. Maybe a quest? Yeah. Maybe it'll take us to the other side of the country. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe if
1: you do that, it'll just end real quick. Who knows?
0: And the village is dead. Yep.
1: Everything's burned to the ground, a big space rock comes, and you all die.
0: So, emotionally, I mean, what's been your experience as you've been jumping back in and kind of prepping stuff? Um...
1: I've really enjoyed it. Uh, There has been some kind of, there was one, like how to say this without spoiling anything. There was one aspect of the, of the thing that I was writing out uh, where I had some like minor writer's block and I feel like I kind of forced some of it. So I do want to go back and look at some of the stuff I've written uh, just to kind of freshen up what's there. Maybe, maybe just do something else entirely. But as far as, like the over, the overarching story of the adventure, uh, I'm pretty excited about. I'll tell you, uh, I kind of started from the end and worked my way back to uh, where you guys started.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I had the the kind of the big end boss fight uh, in mind. What I wanted that to be thematically as part of the story. And then uh, obviously it gets really modular as far as like branching branching realities and what you guys actually choose to do. I'm very open to the idea that everything I plan just gets tossed out the window in the next session that you guys play. Uh, I've, I've read a lot about DMs having many, many, many hours of content planned just to be sidelined by one character doing one thing so that's that's a real possibility and I am <laughs> cautiously optimistic about how this is going to turn out so yeah I am excited with uh, the the kind of checkpoints or the this the main the main kind of nodes on the way to the the end of the adventure I'm excited with how those might... Uh, run together, and how you guys might uh, stumble onto some. So
0: Well, good. I'm, I'm excited for you. My excitement is pretty selfish in just uh, being a player for a couple weeks. mm mm-hmm. couple Longer than a couple weeks.
1: It'll probably take a minute.
0: You mentioned kind of forcing your way through Rider's block, and I'm not the best at this either, but I do feel like forcing my way through Rider's block is better than stopping at that writer's block. Mm-hmm. Stopping breaks all momentum and I feel like it's just the worst. Right. If I can get to the point where I can just you know, I like when, you know, I'm heading to work in the morning. You know, I just have ideas kinda of swirling around in my head that I can think about. That's really enjoyable to me. I, I like that a lot. That's Yeah,
1: that's how I am that's how I get with uh character creation ideas. That's why I love Unearthed Arcana so much. It just gives me more things to think about. Uh, just, more
0: ideas to you just, swirl to, you just had to tie that in, didn't you? I did. <laughs>
1: We're very different D anD D players, you and I.
0: We are, we are.
1: But we're, but in that we're kind of similar, like you said. Uh, yeah, it's just fun to think about and daydream about.
0: It is, and like with connections, and as soon as connections kind of start to pop up, then it's then it gets into that exciting stage. Whether that's with a character mm-hmm. build or with a piece of content or a piece of world building that kind of at the end fits in nicely with the backstory, that's always kind of exciting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We. We had a couple other things going on. I have an, uh, I have an update, not a good update, on my <laughs> August kind of paid uh, event that I was going to be going to in Missouri. Like everybody else in the world, the contractors that were building the campsite out up in the mountains got delayed till sometime in 2022, as far as it being finished. So wow. that event has been postponed. So sad days for that. Yeah. But the stressed Dungeon Master that always wants to be more prepared for something like that was first ecstatic and then second <laughs> sad that I got to have a little bit more time. I sent you a photo. Maybe I'll put it in the show notes. Um, if I figure out how to do the image thing, I sent you that photo of the coin pouch and I was way mm-hmm. more excited about finding that than I should have been. I, <laughs> I just, I found on Amazon just like a 200 coin, like, pouch of like gold, silver, and bronze um, coins. Yeah. And I was happy about it. It wow. wasn't even I don't even think it would be like realistic enough to use like those coins in game. Maybe maybe if it was like a low level realistic kind of harsher game mm-hmm. where less coin is worth more or mm-hmm. or they have less coin in general. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But I bought it for the sole purpose and it, it is accomplishing that perfectly. When I give somebody a quest I want to drop a literal pouch of gold in front of them that makes the little sound. The, the clink sound. Yeah. Wow. And it does it great. And if I keep the pouch open a little bit, some coin spills out. Wow. And it's awesome. <laughs> All about that immersion, right? All about that immersion. I was doing it at my desk with a wall in front of me, but that's fine. Wow. Wow. I'm pumped about it. I might get more coins. Who knows? I could always have just coins piled around the DM screen mm-hmm. cuz I uh, just got to get that that screen appeal, you know. Yeah. We we're talking we were talking about my fan finances before we started recording. And uh, I'll just, <laughs> just, that, just going I bought in the that right I, direction Jordan. Yeah, I bought that before before I <laughs> made plans. So I just need you to know that. So May or may not have bought the MacBook while those discussions were going on. So I'm a super financially uh, smart person is what I'm trying to say. Very good. Yes. I have Dogecoin. I have a MacBook that I don't need. And I have a pouch full of hefty fake coins.
1: What more can a guy need? More Doge. More Doge. Uh,
0: so on your end, towards the tail end of this break that at least I was on, we broke that streak in a big way. Uh, I actually was able to join you guys in Utah, and we were able to get an in-person game in for the first time. For you, this is the that's the first in-person. No, you played with your family. Yes, that was one of the first games that you had played.
1: Yes, the second
0: in the first game that we had played with each other.
1: Yes, the second like in-person game where a group of people was around the same table. That I had ever played, and the first one that I had ever played with you, it was the first one I was ever a player in. Uh, mm, gotcha. So, yeah, and it was great. Uh, yeah, it so, was fantastic. Yeah, you were in town, and my family, who's a fan of the show, who are all fans of the show. Uh, I told I told them all, "Hey, Jordan's going to be in town. You guys should come over and meet him." And I can't remember if it was me or my dad. Somebody said, "Yeah, let's play D and D with him." Uh, And then I think I texted you immediately, (laughs) to which you responded favorably. And uh, yeah, one does not
0: say one does not turn down a request from new people to play D and D.
1: Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. My dad was super excited to play. He's been asking me for like months. Hey, hey, can I come play with you guys? And I was like, uh yeah i talked to jordan about it uh we're almost done with this this arc and then uh after that he says there'll be an easy way to write you in and you come join us uh and you can come join my campaign whenever we get back to that no like no problem i'll get you in there um so he was just like chomping at the bit ready to play some D when you got in town um and my sister yeah, he made that
0: extremely obvious yeah <laughs> we we'll get to that later though <laughs>
1: yeah 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 Uh, And my sisters came. Both of my sisters came. (laughs) My wife, Maddie, was there to support me. (laughs) Uh, And then my little brother brought his girlfriend over. And uh, that was great because they were kind of the newest. My little brother and his girlfriend were kind of the newest, like the least invested. Uh, But they both ended up getting like the biggest, like final blows against the big monsters that we were fighting which was just awesome and at the very I loved end, the way that
0: it worked out with them they they were pumped
1: Yeah that last one my my brother he he killed the big boss at the end and everybody at the table was like wow yeah just like just like they do in critical role and that was just such yeah. a cool experience
0: um, It so was, was it was awesome. exciting the new players watching them you know get get hooked on some of the some of the stuff mm-hmm. and start you know doing the thing when she, the, his girlfriend, um, always, she wanted to, when, as soon as somebody starts describing how they want to do something, I'm like, oh, heck yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cause they've jumped into the, they, they've jumped into it. Mm-hmm. They've, they've gotten the scene and they have it in their head. Mm-hmm. And so she was a ranger and she wanted to jump up on the stalagmites in the cave and do this whole, do this whole thing. And, and it was epic for her. And then we when he, when he got his kill, um, that was just awesome, mm-hmm. and so it was a it was a cool thing all around. Um, those that were there for support, uh, those are awesome family members, <laughs> and I'm always grateful <laughs> to uh, to have them. And uh, the, you guys had a cool family dynamic. It was it was fun getting to tell a story while you guys got to just kind of interact with each other and, and do your thing. That was a fun that was a fun night. Your dad, he, he I've I landed in town mm-hmm. and like your dad was like dnd batman like, he was <laughs> i didn't understand you, you told me the, in my head the line of progression you can kind of correct me as we as we go uh-huh. you told me your dad had kind of gotten into it after you ran a game for him mm-hmm. i was like oh that's sick like uh it sounded pretty similar to my dad um when i ran a game for him he really could appreciate the storytelling aspect That I was talking about. Um, And he really respected that. And he's excited for for whenever we play. Um, And so it sounded very similar. And then you tell me your dad is just like creating characters for fun. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. So we've ascended past my own father. For sure. (laughs) My dad does not sit there making characters. Um, It also gave me the first like inclination that your dad is unfortunately like you. Instead of like me.
1: What do you mean unfortunately?
0: (laughs) you know feelings were feelings were had about that he was he was making characters we had a miscommunication which we have resolved by now when you asked me about some friends or family members that were going to join the campaign and uh i said something about the end of the arc we left it there and i hadn't met your dad i had never spoken to him and i didn't know that he was pumped about you know if it worked out you know joining this this longer narrative that we had going and uh, we, we resolved that a couple weeks ago and uh, I want to get back to the, to the in-person thing, but in general, I've spoken to him now and uh, mm-hmm. we've gotten everything figured out and he is all, he's actually all set to play with us yeah. next week to wrap up uh, in the last session of the arc. Yeah. And then, and then we'll be jumping over to, to yours or we just spend another four weeks on this arc. Who knows? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Who knows? I wouldn't mind four more weeks, but hey,
0: but so so he he's making characters. he asks about the campaign, and then you ask me, what well, my t-shirt size is I know something's going on, but
1: in uh, like I was in a vacuum almost. I think I texted you like one morning uh, as I was getting ready for work. just we weren't talking. It was just a, hey, yeah, what's your shirt size? And then nothing else. like I just dropped it after that. Right? Yeah,
0: and and yeah. It, luckily, I was so busy with work that day that it was on my mind again as I was, dro- you know, heading to work. And then it, I answered you, and then it kind of left my mind because I had so much going on. It got dropped there, and I show up, and this guy walks in with what is now my favorite, one of my favorite t-shirts in my closet. Yes. Uh, that he went and got made for the three of us, like the three amigos over here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, he, he was probably talking to you a little bit as he was doing it. I mean, what was, what was he doing over there making these T-shirts? <laughs>
1: uh, well, he'd gotten into a critical role, which, okay, yeah, just like me, just fueled the, uh, the drive to get playing. <laughs> so one of Matt Mercer's it's kind of his catchphrase, but it's not just his catchphrase. Uh, he's, he asks, "How do you want to do this?" when th- when his players kill a monster. Uh, and so he just thought, like, that'd be awesome. So he just, he had my mom cut out the words. She, like, mm, I don't know how she does it, actually, to be honest with you. She, <laughs> <laughs> she makes the words somehow on the computer. She has a machine that cuts it all out. And then she, like, ironed it on, I think. The idea was dad's, and then all of the work, I assume, was mom's.
0: Gotcha, okay.
1: But yeah, so he made us these shirts that say, how do you want to do this uh, for all three of us? And um, that was, I mean, geez, that was like two, that was a good two months ago. And I see my, my dad once a week. And I think of the eight-ish times I've seen him, four or five of those times he's been wearing that shirt too.
0: Oh yeah. So, well, it's like I said, it's super comfortable. It's the I wore it.
1: softest shirt I've ever had. Yeah.
0: Uh, I was just in Idaho with my family and I was wearing that shirt. And my dad, who in the past, I get to give him credit in the past, he'll make some comment. And it's just like, you know, what I do and what I'm interested in has always been so distant from what he's interested in. He likes Mm -hmm. he likes the Seahawks and he likes sports Mm -hmm. and he likes mechanical stuff. And I like Dungeons and Durgans. <laughs> and I like computers. And I like Halo. But he he saw the shirt and he's like, man, I I would love to have one of those shirts. And I immediately was cynical about it. And I didn't think that he would make the connection. Mm-hmm. And I asked him if it was like, uh, I can't remember what I thought he thought it meant. But I asked him about it. He says, no, it's like, that's that's what you say when somebody gets a kill, right? And I was like oh father (laughs) yeah yeah i was so happy
1: that's awesome
0: and he was jealous of the shirt and yeah it was it was a cool it was a cool experience and i got to i got to check my cynicism at the door right there as well
1: that's always good
0: yeah so he did that we got to play i got to use some of the 3d terrain that i had uh, that i had gotten we had we had some fun with that that's going to be the last 3d terrain that i have for a while and so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have a lot of uh cave- we're gonna have a lot of uh green goopy caves and a lot of uh uh small dungeon fights for a while Perfect. that's what i got <laughs> uh, we got done with that had a great time kept almost everybody way longer than i had meant to mm-hmm. even though we finished right on time we we got to talking afterwards and your dad was the ride to everybody else so i felt bad about that <laughs> yeah i could see them like dying in their eyes uh, but I just—it uh, was hard. To, you can't just like stop talking about D D, right? Yeah. So we get done with that, and then the next day, or the day after that, one of the one of the days after when I was still in town, we got to go shopping.
1: Mm-hmm. We went to a uh, tabletop game store. Uh, they had all kinds of cool stuff. They had books. They had third-party resources. They had minis. They have dice that's my new addiction is dice um, I got a sweet new set of dice and two packs of minis uh, and dad got I mean dad went out there with he went hard man I, I was standing in he line he had an intention
0: yeah.
1: I was standing in line behind him at the cash register and I won't quote the cashier directly because he used some words that I'm not comfortable using here
0: <laughs> but he was. Yeah, we gotta post this thing on Apple, buddy. Right? We can't we? Can't be saying those words. <laughs> right. uh,
1: suffice it to say that he was very excited for my dad to be getting into it, uh getting into D anD. d He bought. Yeah. I I think he bought some dice. He bought some minis. He got the player's handbook. He got some spell cards. Uh, he just had a a really good starter kit put together for himself there.
0: Yeah, I I was impressed. I felt. Like a like a doofus when I walked in. And at that moment, I had realized that I had forgotten that I left that comfortable t-shirt at your house mm. when I left for the night. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you guys strolled in matching, and I was just <laughs> sitting over here like some numpty yeah. that didn't know what D&D was. Uh-huh. We could have been the three amigos in that store. But I like... your dad, yeah, your dad was doing his thing. And I, when I walked in, I didn't think... That the store was going to have anything, it looked like it was the size of like a, a store in a, sh- in a mall. Mm-hmm. But the thing was, is all the things they had, I wanted, and so <laughs> the the ratio was fantastic. Yeah, the, our local game store was the size of a, of a modest grocery store uh-huh. uh, over here. And but the problem is, is the D and D stuff is like one aisle, uh-huh. it, and these guys just had the walls. And so I <laughs> bought what I could. I got some dice. I got, um, I think, a mini. I took a picture of a couple of minis that I liked. You know, I see things and it just gives me ideas. So I was taking a lot of photos. Um, I got, I took a couple pictures of some books that they had, a more inspiration, like DM tool books. Right. Yeah. Um, they were a little bit thick to get in my suitcase, <laughs> but I bought them on Amazon while I was at the store. So they waited, they were waiting for me at home. And then I got a bunch of kind of uh, DM tool like inspiration randomizer cards for on the spot traps and loot and items that you like mundane items that you would just find. Cause I love that because I think I'd be very surprised if you guys haven't come to this conclusion as well, but, but I feel one of my weaknesses in DMing is definitely loot. I don't put the time beforehand that I realize I would have liked to afterwards, after we get done with the session very yeah very frequently I, I always feel like i I would have loved to put a little bit more time actually considering loot and and so these cards of these cards are fantastic um it's up to me to actually use them they look really nice on my drawer right now so um, it was very it was very successful and uh your dad seems really cool I'm excited to get him into this narrative mm-hmm. um, that we're doing and I'm excited to play alongside him with his personality and and just kind of jump into the thing that you got going up
1: yeah Good times coming. You know, I'm right there with you.
0: So, well, sweet. Well, I mean, that's a. Uh, we'll we'll kind of end it there on the on the episode. Uh, there were a couple of things that we wanted to mention. Um, it's already been a couple of weeks again because we're super good at uploading regularly. So good. Um, but uh, we did want to thank everybody again that listened and gave us feedback on our last episode. Um, it was amazing. Uh, we've responded to that feedback. Uh, yes. Yes. We are on
1: just about every podcast platform, although I did just learn of one today that I need to double-check on, um, so I will be double-checking on that. Um, okay. We are on YouTube. Awesome. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Google Podcasts. We are just about everywhere you can think of, except for that one that I just learned about. we um, are on Pandora,
0: because we apparently... Are- Two people in the entire world probably still use Pandora.
1: And for podcasts, of all things. Yeah, sorry
0: if you're listening on Pandora, but really, if you could leave, if you could comment to it, like, if you're somehow listening to this episode on Pandora, (laughs) I would love to hear just your general story. Your life sounds (laughs) like an interesting one.
1: The whole thing.
0: Everything that led up to that decision (laughs) seems fascinating to me.
1: so good. Uh yeah. So if you're if you like to listen to podcasts on a different service, let us know. Um I have recently started up uh an Instagram account for The Quality Varies and have been uh trying to trying to be very active on that. Um and so it, that is a great way to get in touch with me. Um if you have comments or questions questions would be great Um, come follow us at the quality varies on Instagram Um, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure the Instagram posts also show up on Facebook so come friend us on Facebook as well Um, there's some posts already up there Come comment on the posts ask us questions we want to hear from you and, uh, yeah, get in touch with us and give us some ideas of what we, what we could talk about in the future.
0: Yeah, and if you do want to leave a rating, uh, you're awesome. And that's just, a, you know, an amazing um, piece of effort on on your part uh, that really helps us out. I don't know, you know, I'm not aware of, like what, ho- like, what platforms let you do that and what don't. If you don't have a preference, Apple Podcasts is an excellent place to put that and yeah anything you want to anything you want to say on there um that's just again just the extra mile uh from you guys and so we appreciate anything that comes in
1: yeah yeah uh stay tuned for the next episode where we maybe talk about fitness or something
0: yeah 2023 that's what i'm thinking <sighs> <laughs>